You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Tuesday, and today you'll hear an episode from our Takeover series. Every month, we ask a different practitioner or thought leader to host a series of interviews that cover a specific theme that's relevant to our community. And like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sangram here. Welcome to the Flip My Phone podcast. I'm doing this series where every Tuesday, we're finding some incredible people who can do a Tuesday takeover. And, and part of the community is like, that's how you grow great community. That's how you hear a lot of great conversations. So I have with me Yog, who is the host of the ABM Conversations podcast. He's one of the top 100 MarTech influencers. And just figured out, he is also the author of seven books. His latest book, actually, Revenue Marketing, he's put it on free on Amazon for people to go take it. So he's a really go-giver kind of person. And the series that he's running is called Best of B2B Marketing. And it's a four-part series that I want you you to share more about what are these interviews and what things people are going to get out of it. Right. I'm absolutely excited. And thank you for this, Sangram. So, uh, you know, this series, as you rightly called us, uh, you know, the B2B marketing series, what we uh, what we do here is that I've interviewed four different people. The first one, of course, uh, the topics kind of vary uh, from ABM to uh, ROI to social selling. And, uh, you know, we go into MarTech, so on and so forth. So the first one uh, with you, Sangram, you know, we discussed ABM. We went in depth as to it's not about the number of tools that we use, but how we effectively use it and how ABM is a strategy. And uh, it's not about the kind of tools that you use. So that was a wonderful conversation. I would love for people to take a deeper look into that. And uh, the next conversation was between me and my uh, co-host, Manish. We spoke about social selling in ABM. So in this topic, uh, when you look at it, I figured out that a lot of us do this on LinkedIn, right? So we go in. Um, we just connect with somebody and immediately start selling. That's not how social selling is done. It needs to be, you know, establishing your own brand, be social first, and over a period of time, become an authority who people come to and begin conversations with. So that's what that topic is all about and how we can use that in the context of ABM. And then I had an opportunity to talk with Chris Walker. Uh, We discussed about how we waste a lot of money in marketing and how we can uh, get the right kind of ROI based on our investments. And finally, you know, the chief MarTech, Scott Brinker, that was a wonderful opportunity for me as well. With him, I got to talk in depth about the current MarTech landscape. And, uh, you know, I asked him certain questions like, uh, why is that we as marketers aren't that puzzled when we have more and more MarTech vendors um, and MarTech uh, consultants compared to the number of tools that come in day by day. And we had a wonderful conversation. We spoke about, uh, say, the kind of integrations and the kind of four levels of integrations, and we went deeper about that space. So uh, these are four amazing conversations, and you know, I would love for the people to enjoy this. Awesome. So if you are listening to this for the first time, then you are in a treat. This is going to drop every Tuesday as part of the Tuesday Takeover. And But if you are catching us in the middle, let's say you're listening to the Scott Brinker's episode right now, go back to the last three Tuesdays and you can catch uh, Yog's conversation with me, with Manish, and also with Chris Walker. Great conversation. Again, this is the series on the Flip Monthly Podcast follows the best of the B2B marketers. And this is with Yog and his information and everything will also will be in the show notes. So Yog, thank you so much for taking the time and hope everybody have a fun time listening to it. Thank you so much, Sangram. It's been a pleasure. The beauty of social selling in ABM strategy. 
That is what we are going to be discussing in today's ABM Conversations podcast. This is me, your host, Yagneshwaran Ganesh. And this is me, Manish Nepal. All right. So today, let's first start fundamentally by asking this question, what is social selling? So when we talk about social selling, more often than not, we think about various things, right? So fundamentally, it comes down to uh, building uh, relationships with your uh, prospects, customers, and uh, uh, the entire journey. And the reason we call this social is, and the reason we even call it social first than selling is because it's about building this uh, sense of trust and relationship with your target audience. And uh, selling comes much later. What I mean by that is it's not something like um, you send a connection request to somebody and the moment they accept, you start putting across a set of uh, solutions that your company offers or just straight away start selling. No, that's not the case. What we're actually talking about the idea of building relationships and then you build trust over a period of time. And it's purely relationship-based. The reason we even call it social is because this happens on social media platforms like LinkedIn or uh, Twitter and most recently uh, Instagram. And let's look at the ABM side of this. Why do we talk about social selling from an ABM standpoint? Now, when you look at ABM, The idea is that you start building one-to-one relationships with targeted accounts. We spoke about this in the game model of uh, revenue marketing, where we said you gather a set of accounts, then you agree upon the right kind of accounts to go after, and then map the kind of conversations that you need to have, and then execute the entire journey, right? So it's about qualifying the prospects and then turning them into uh, customers and uh, then making them repeat buyers, that is by building trust and long-term relationships, the entire nine yards. And the research by uh, companies have shown that um, the companies that employ social selling, they do at least 51% better. That is, they are likely to uh, close or hit their sales quotas 51% more than companies that follow a traditional approach of selling. And it's not just about a great way of building relationships. But it's about, um, you know, not making a sale, but building trust over long periods of time. You summed it up very eloquently, Yag. I, I think uh, social selling is definitely a much more polished and evolved version of the traditional hard selling methods. And uh, in one of our uh, recent previous episodes where we talked about timeless marketing and sales strategies, we talked about how uh, uh, content marketing, unlike the traditional forms of advertising and marketing, is different because it aims at teaching, delighting, and moving your audience into taking certain action. I think social selling also fits that definition pretty much because it encapsulates everything ranging from building a personal brand on social media to content marketing and to consultative selling, right? And in episode number 30 of the AVM Conversation podcast, where we recorded a show with Jimmy Daly, He talked about his experience of being a salesperson in his small marketing agency while he was heading the growth there. And he talked about how uh, sales is more impactful when you act as a free consultant to your customers instead of uh, presenting yourself as a salesperson who is always trying to close, close, close. And I think that's very powerful. That's exactly how social selling should work and uh, is better than the traditional forms of sales uh, because in other words we have evolved from the traditional way of buying leads cold calling them and then hard selling them our products that old marketing funnel is weak and broken 
Now, as a salesperson, we have to find the right channels of engagement where our customers hang out in the online world. We have to engage with them socially, just like how we do with our friends and acquaintances, and then educate them on how or why our product and offer is good fit to their problem. Or if it's not a good fit to the problem, maybe we should uh, be upfront on that aspect also, right? And given the fact that over 90% of B2B buyers today are active on social media platforms like LinkedIn, there could have never been a more perfect time to start selling socially. So if you are thinking of launching an ABM campaign for your business, you just have to initiate a dialogue with customers and try to solve their pain points genuinely, even if it means you letting go of uh, your customers who, are, who you think are not right fit for your business. Now, the beauty of social selling that uh, we are talking about, right? So it derives its uh, ideas or principles from several areas. And, um, um, you know, one of the primary things I would suggest is personal branding. So what I mean by that, there are two parts to uh, this entire uh, personal branding aspect that comes into social selling. There are a set of people uh, who build expertise in a certain domain and they start talking about um, that domain on LinkedIn or whatever the right platform, social platform for them is. And by virtue of uh, what they say, they develop a sense of uh, uh, followership around them or trust around them. And then people start to look up to them for expertise in that particular domain. And uh, then from there, they can translate that into conversations, um, sales, so on and so forth. And then there are other set of people uh, who end up making their entire uh, social profiles as, uh, you know, it's, it's something that comes across as a media channel for their companies. For instance, what I'm talking about is you will see these people precisely talking only about information such as, hey, you know what, my company acquired this product. Or it could be something like, you know, we had a new product release. The only kind of information that comes out from their social channels is an information that they want to broadcast on behalf of the company. There's nothing wrong in that, but if you want to build trust, you need to fundamentally understand that uh, your audience wants to connect with people and not with uh, brands. You would see that uh, even a good example is you would see that the number of people following a company on an average is far lesser than a set of people um, connected to people in those companies. So you might have uh, you know 20,000 connections, whereas the number of people that follow your company on LinkedIn or some social platform might be far lesser than that. And the second angle to this personal branding is that you not you need to align your uh, personal branding aspect, even if you're building your uh, expertise, you need to align with your organizational goals. Otherwise, uh, you're going to be having fundamental alignment issues within the organization. What I mean by that is uh, it should not be conflicting. Uh, you know, it should not come or even from an organizational standpoint, Companies need to stop looking at uh, these personal brands created within the company as threats. They need to be supportive of that. And, uh, you know, if you could have five or six people within your company becoming the face of your brand, then you are going to be increasing the odds of making sales or uh, building trust in a much, much higher way. Now, why do I call this? Why do I call this as part of ABM? Because the moment we're talking about ABM, we are talking about reaching out to the right sense of audience. That is, instead of doing a one-to-many reach, wherein I broadcast an information in a broad way and expect people to take up the bait, the other way around here is that we are connecting with people. 
So the moment we start talking about a solution to a particular problem, we can have one-to-one conversations with these prospects. And uh, secondly, the advantage is that it's not just you reaching out and talking about something to a targeted prospect. It can also become inbound over a period of time. So when they have a question, uh, since you come across as a domain expert in that particular area, then you might be a problem solver and that, that might actually come inbound in your way. Um, let me, uh, now, whatever I said, it might come across as, uh, you know, far too easy or too good to be true. I'll give you a case study if you want to uh, take this up further. There's a company called uh, InContact, which is a cloud contact center. And um, a few years ago, what they did was they wanted to take up this experiment of uh, social selling. And like many of us here, you know, we don't straight away uh, jump into something. So they divided the entire salespeople into two groups. Now, the first group, they said, hey, you go ahead and follow your traditional set of uh, um, sales approach. That is your um, email drips or your cold calling or uh, whatever you're doing right now. And then they pulled up a separate team and they trained them on social selling, especially on LinkedIn. So what they did was uh, they said, the moment you start approaching, uh, I mean, the moment you start building your own brand over a period of time, the results might be slightly different compared to the other sales team. Let's go ahead and do this experiment. Six months down, when the company compared uh, the results of what people using the social selling approach did versus the traditional one, it was noticed that this set that went went on with social selling, they not only developed subject matter expertise in the eyes of their prospective customers, but uh, they also were able to increase the company's revenue per sale by 122% compared to the other team. Yeah, and if I'm remembering the case study correctly, the same case study also shows that the sales team at InContact were able to explore new opportunities and close more sales outside of the immediate focus area because of the personal brand presence that they created on social media. And uh, the other advantage of building such kind of personal branding on social media is that it forces you to be in sync with the marketing team right when the sales people are trying to build credibility around social media they have to be in sync with the marketing team in order to identify the right set of audience and curate the right set of content to share with the prospect therefore social selling mandates the alignment between sales and marketing for an ebm campaign to be successful and um, to add another perspective to what you said earlier, Yag, about social selling also being a very powerful inbound campaign, I think social selling is also extremely organic and it is literally, it costs you next to nothing. It, it might not be entirely free because you still have to invest a lot of time and energy into building uh, your credibility, building a brand persona and all that. But that time and energy you will be spending regardless of what marketing strategy you go after anyways, right? So social selling definitely accelerates your ABM strategy because it works backwards, which means you have to identify your target prospects first and then reverse engineer your sales process from that point on. So there is very less room for guessing and high rate of accuracy. So there you have it. You save your time, you save money, and you save energy by not spending your money and effort in 10 different places that are not going to give you the result. Social selling is definitely an uh, an integral part of a successful ABM campaign because it gives you high ROI and less wastage. 
Right. And uh, let me also uh, tell you guys, there is a lot of tendency to uh, confuse social selling with um, social media marketing. These two are not necessarily the same, though, you know, they tend to borrow a lot of things from each other. For example, uh, we tend to uh, have a lot of misinterpretation or we sometimes use these two words interchangeably. Now, when you look at social media marketing, right? So they tend to uh, use tactical aspects such as uh, building followers or, uh, you know, getting engagement and running uh, super specific ads targeted a specific set of people, uh, so on and so forth. Though social selling is also about building this trust, building this engagement, and then later translating into sale, uh, these two are two entirely different functions. In fact, uh, you know, we would uh, even think of recording an entire comprehensive episode on uh, social media marketing. But for now, we just wanted to say that there are uh, areas that these two overlap, but uh, let's be aware that these two are entirely different. And with that, we come to the close of uh, today's episode of ABM Conversations podcast. And until we catch up with you the next time, this is bye from me, Yag. And this is bye from Manish. Take care. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.